Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. This is the initial 53 reaction. Uh, We will be back on Thursday to go over the practice squad. And more than likely, I'm going to just guess here, this 53 is probably going to be different come Thursday because I just think that the Eagles clearly went very light at some areas. They went extremely light on special teams because they did exactly what I had mentioned last week, and it's funny. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant on this because I said it last week. Nobody, and I mean nobody, was talking about the Eagles cutting their punter and going with no punter. I said it. They did it. And then to be fair, there were some writers that were predicting maybe the Eagles would cut their punter. It's like they caught... On to this idea that I had floated out there. They didn't get it from me. That's And I'm not saying they did. But it's funny that I put it out there. And then it was literally the day after I put my idea of the Eagles cutting their punter. Putting him on the practice squad and elevating him up for the first three games. Like they did with Brett Kern last year. That this idea caught some traction. Now again, that does not mean that the Eagles are going to make Aaron Sipas the punter. It doesn't mean he's going to get on the practice squad. And then they're going to elevate him. It could be a different punter. That's the beautiful thing here, everybody. They can go out and have these punter tryouts, which I'm assuming they're going to have tomorrow. And what they can do is, more than likely, every team has a punter on their roster. In fact, I think the Steelers have two. (laughs) So you can feel kind of good about this in that you could just put the punter on the practice squad. Because here's the thing. If you put your punter on the, like whoever they sign Wednesday, let's say, and it is, let's just say it's not Sipos. Let's say they go with, you know, Matt Arisa, right? That the the kid from Buffalo, right? Who um had the legal issue. Let's just say they did decide to go with him. They go with him, they can just put him on the practice squad. And then if they're worried about a team signing him, remember, if somebody tries to sign somebody off your practice squad, you have the first right to sign that player. Like so if for instance the Bengals wanted to sign him, they can't just do it. The Eagles have to have the opportunity to sign him first, and then if they decide no, he can go sign with the Bengals. So I think that's what their move's going to be. I think that they're going to go in with just two specialists for the uh, active 53 roster for the first three weeks of the season while they can use the elevations. And again, if the punter is successful for the first three weeks, they're not going to cut him um, because you can only use him three times. They're going to sign that punter to the active roster. So, I mean, that's kind of what's going on here. I'm happy I got that right. Uh, for my predictions... I did miss some, and we're going to go over that right now. Again, this isn't going to be a long show because the longer show is when we really talk about what the roster looks like Thursday. But right now, um, the Eagles did keep – we'll start on offense. So on offense, they kept three quarterbacks. We all got that. It was Hurts, Mariota, and McKee. Um, I know there was some belief Mariota could potentially be gone. You know, The $5 million was a big deal. I'm telling you that I didn't see any scenario that they were getting rid of Mariota. So they keep three quarterbacks. Then a running back. They keep DeAndre Swift, you know, Gainwell, Boston Scott, Rashad Penny. And let's be honest here a running back room of Kenny Gainwell, DeAndre Swift, Boston Scott, and Rashad Penny is really good. But they cut my guy, Trey Sermon. Um, I just. I know I was like the only one at the end here predicting that Trey Sermon was going to make the roster. I I know that. I get it. 
I know I was on an island myself. Here's the thing, though. I just kept thinking about they put a year into him last year. He's got two years left on an extremely friendly deal. I think he can play. He proved he can play, and I know people will point to the preseason and say, well, against the Colts in the first half, he really didn't run too well. That was our second and third string offensive line going against the Colts starters. We were talking about how weak the offensive line was to begin with, right? Well, guess what? In terms of like backup players, well, he had five of them out there. Actually, not even the backups. He didn't have the key reserves in Opeta or Driscoll playing in that game. So, I mean, really, this guy was supposed to find holes with a line that really couldn't create him? Regardless, I know he had a fumble. He scored a touchdown in every game in the preseason. Um, Trey Sermon's getting claimed. Spoiler. Big. Now, again, I know they waved injured him because of his ankle. But regardless, it doesn't matter. He's he's getting claimed by a team here. I could just feel it. He's not going to make it back to our practice squad. He's too good of a player. Uh, this sucks. I'm bummed out by that because I really wanted Trey Sermon to be on this team. Honestly, because not for this season. Because again, I, I get, and again, actually, maybe for this season because I don't trust the health of the running backs that we have. We have guys with problems staying healthy. But hey, regardless, uh, there's going to be guys out there. I guarantee you they bring somebody in on their practice squad like they just did with Sermon last year. That could be a potential running back for them next season. But I don't see them claiming a running back to play next season um, because, again, they have four guys on the roster right now. Then, tight ends. This is where it got interesting. They went with Goddard, you know, stolen Calcaterra, but they made a trade. And I know I'm going to absolutely butcher this name. It's hard. <laughs> let's, let's just be honest here. This isn't an easy name to say, but we're going to go with Albert. Listen, I, I just always call him Albert O. Um, let's see here. Let's see if I could find a phonetic spelling on this. I don't believe I'm going to, but regardless, let's just try it. I can't. Whatever it is, what it is. Albert Okubinum. <laughs> it's a really tough name to say. We're going to call him Albert O. But regardless, Albert O had... A lot of promising things happened with the with the Broncos, I thought, the last two years. Obviously not big numbers. He wasn't a starting tight end. But in his last tie-up preseason game here, he had 100 yards, uh, I think nine catches and a touchdown. The Broncos announced they were going to cut him. And then a couple hours later, the Eagles send them, uh, make a trade. They get Albert O and the Broncos' 2025 seventh-round pick for the Eagles' 2025 sixth-round pick. So really they swap rounds. Uh, they don't lose a pick, and they get the player. It's a way, because here's the thing. you got to realize this. The Eagles are... They didn't win the Super Bowl, right? There's 32 teams. So you know where they end up in the waiver wire? 31. So if they wanted to claim a player like, for instance, Albert O, they would need 30 other teams to not make a claim. And here's the thing. When you make a claim with waivers, like the Bears, for instance, have the first, uh, the first, uh, you know, they're first in the waiver order. If the Bears put in a claim on seven players, they're not going to. But if they did, 
they'd get all seven. It's not like they get one and then it goes down and it reset. No, it's like you get what you get. So that's why the Eagles had to think in the way they were thinking here. They make this trade. They trade the draft pick. They swap rounds. They get a player that they coveted. And now they have four tight ends. So that's going to be something to watch because there's really no need to to keep four tight ends on your active roster. So, that, you know, Grant Calcaterra, Jack Stoll, I don't know, either or, can be sent down to that or cut and then potentially just put on their practice squad. And the thing is, it's a lot easier to do it now than it was, you know, at 4 o'clock because teams are now going to be able to put all their waiver claims in and they're going to essentially get their rosters set up for week one. Now, with the off, uh, the wide receivers, this is another one. They went light at wide receiver. And this is where I got my... Well, I guess I got Albert O wrong. I mean, everybody did, though. Nobody could have predicted a trade. But I got this wrong as well because the Eagles did obviously keep A.J. Brown, spoiler, Devontae Smith, shocker, um, Quez Watkins, and Alameda Zacchaeus. But they did not keep Britton Covey. Britton Covey was cut. Now, again, they would love to bring him back and elevate him just like they did last season to start the year and make him the punt returner via elevation for the first three games and then sign with the active roster. I don't know. I think it's very risky because I think in the second half of the season, he put out good film, Covey. And again, he was the most sure thing we had as a punt returner since Darren Sproles. I don't like the move at all because right now the Eagles don't have a punt returner. Anybody that you would trust to be punt returner. I mean that. And again, I'm not ruling out that he gets claimed either. Offensive line, they went with Lane Johnson, you know, uh, Jordan Mailata, Jack Driscoll, and Fred Johnson as their tackles. Their guards, I've now moved Steen over here. So, you know, you have Landon Dickerson, Cam Jurgens, Sue Opeta, and Tyler Steen. And their center was Jason Kelsey. So those were the nine offense linemen. It came pretty clear that that was going to be the nine when they redid Fred Johnson's deal and re-signed him to a two-year deal. And Sue Opeta didn't play in the last preseason game. Then, on defense, at edge, they went with Hassan Reddick, um, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, who they had given permission to attempt to seek a trade uh, for more playing time, if he could find it. I guess it wasn't successful, but the Eagles weren't going to cut Barnett. They restructured his deal to start the year, but it would have been a $3 million cap hit. They weren't going to get rid of him. So what they did was they gave him the opportunity to find a trade. Wasn't able to. He stays with the Eagles. And then Nolan Smith and Patrick Johnson. Patrick Johnson, I know on the show I did on Thursday after the game, I was kind of flippant on. Today I did predict Patrick Johnson was going to make the uh, make the team because one, special teams, but two, he was also taking some reps at off-ball linebacker, which is a big deal because uh, – we're going to go to that in a second. We'll talk about the off-ball linebacker position. But that was a big deal for the Eagles, especially his ability to play special teams because, you know, losing Sean Bradley and Zach McPherson, two guys that played special teams, um, they definitely need some guys that could flash at that position. Now, defensive tackle, this is crazy. They have seven defensive tackles. I predicted six. I didn't think they'd go seven. But, hey, they like all seven players, and Milton Williams has the ability to kind of go inside and outside. But their seven are Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carter, Jordan Williams. I just said his name, Milton Williams. Uh, Marlon Tui-Piloto is going to be the backup nose tackle. And then Moro Jomo, the seventh-round rookie, who I thought looked really good. And they kept the veteran Contavious Street. 
I can assure you they're not all going to be active on game days. My guess right now is a Jomo and probably Tui Piloto would be your guys that are inactive. I, I, but again, Tui Piloto being the backup nose tackle, I mean, I, it, it all depends on what the scheme will be. That'll be a fun conversation when we get to it in about a week when you know we're preparing our preview for who's going to be the inactives. Because I was looking at it today, it's going to be tough. But again, this isn't the roster that we're probably going to have for that game. Moving on to linebacker, they kept only three. N'Kobe Dean, Zach Cunningham, and Christian Ellis. Uh, Nicholas Morrow was cut. I predicted that. I thought it was actually going to be Ben Van Sumeren, though, who made it I, today. That was my prediction. Strictly for special teams, but Van Sumeren was cut as well. Then uh, at corner, they went with Darius Slade, James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, Josh Job, Keely Ringo, Eli Ricks. And then they also went with Mario Goodrich, so seven corners. Goodrich being the backup slot, Ricks just being too much of a talent to expose to waivers because they knew they would lose him. Um, and then at corner as well this week, they signed um, Isaiah Rogers from the Colts. He's the guy who got caught gambling. So he's suspended for the whole season. I know he has kick return ability as well, but um, he is suspended this season. So he can't play. <laughs> So that's a move more or less for next season. But just to show you what they've been thinking about in terms of what they're trying to get out of their corner spot, Rodgers, PFF had a high grade on him last year. I think he ranked, what was it, fifth or something like that um, in the PFF rankings last year, which is, you know, pretty incredible. But, you know, hey, he, uh, he obviously made a major, major, major mistake. And, uh, He's paying for it, but if he doesn't make that mistake, I got a spoiler for you. He's not on the Eagles. So, uh, you know, just something to keep aware of for next season. But seven corners is a lot, so that's something to keep an eye on. Then, uh, at safety, they went with four safeties. Reed Blankenship, Sidney Brown, Terrell Edmonds, and Justin Evans. Kayvon Wallace getting cut. And the specialists, to round it out, were just Jake Elliott and Rick Lovato. That is the current roster. That is the initial 53. Like I said, I'm going to have a lot more to talk about with this on Thursday because you don't want to really go into it yet because I don't believe this is going to be even potentially the roster come Thursday. Like last year, we claimed Ian Book. We claimed uh, Trey Sermon. You know, I, I can assure you this. They're not happy with what they they have at offensive line. I, I had imagined that they want to upgrade the depth there. I don't know if they're going to be able to. Um, definitely three off-ball linebackers isn't ideal. I know Patrick Johnson's been playing there a little. Nolan Smith playing there a little. But, I mean, they're extremely light at wide receiver. And here, here's the thing with these claims. They're going to put claims in. I mean, the one thing is it's not like the Eagles know, for instance, that Okay, hey, we have a rule here. We want to claim this wide receiver, but we don't want him if you could tell us Britton Covey's going to not be claimed. Like, they can't do that. So they have to go into this with the impression that the guys they cut are gone and they're not going to get them back. So you can't be sitting there expecting or hoping that, you know, Covey falls through or Devin Allen, whatever you're going to do, because they don't have a punt returner right now. So we got a lot of things to get interested in here over the next, uh, you know, obviously the next two days of, to watch. Like tomorrow at 4 o'clock is going to be a big uh, 
a big moment because, again, you're going to find out if they put any claims in and if they're going to get any people. And then, like I said, by Thursday, you should start seeing who's on the practice squad. So Thursday night when we talk, we're going to have a ton to talk about with the roster, where I think they need to make some potential moves, if I think they made any mistakes. Like right now, you don't know if they made any mistakes. Like I think Trey Sermon's a big mistake. I had to put my hand up. I think it's a major mistake. But, again, I don't know if, for instance, um, you know, cutting Britton Covey's mistake yet. Be back, literally, two days from now. Go over all of the waiver claims and what the roster really looks like. Because at that point, come Thursday, we should have a really good idea what the roster is going to look like for Game 1. Yes, there's the potential for a trade, I guess, in the following week for sure. I'm not going to rule that completely out. But I think if anything's happening, we should have a better understanding what it's going to be by Thursday. And we'll definitely be able to go more into what this roster really looks like and what this team really looks like. So I want everybody out there to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated, and as always, go Eagles, go!